This is Dr. Kate Eckert with the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. I'm a chiropractor, yoga instructor, anatomy junkie, and movement educator. And I am looking forward to exposing you to all sorts of ways that you can prehab your body to avoid injury and maintain those hobbies, activities, sports that you love to do. And we'll also be focusing a lot on the pregnant and postpartum journey and making sure that you can return to those activities that you love or even keep doing them while you're pregnant. Hello, this is Dr. Kate. And today I posted something in our Just Breathe site that asked, where do you typically place your tongue? Is it shoved forward on the front of your teeth or is it up on the roof of your mouth and back? Um, and people were pretty interested into what does that have to do with anything and like what is it connected to? And I had made a video on this a while ago on YouTube because it helps with head placement because weirdly where our tongue goes, our body tends to follow. And so with the tongue pressed against your teeth, that is gonna make us have that forward head carriage. So if you're doing your rehab exercises and we're cueing you to have your chin back or retracted and your tongue is pushing forward, it's gonna be a little more difficult. So if you try right now and you're sitting there, press your tongue against your teeth and feel where your head naturally wants to go. Where does it wanna drift? And then take the tongue and bring it up to the roof of the mouth and back. So the whole thing is connected. And feel how that draws your head back. So that is a really interesting connection as to your body going where something we probably don't think much about our tongue. And I actually just took a course on the tongue with Dr. Perry Nicholson, the Stop Chasing Pain, and he had a ton of great stuff on there. And I took it with the intention that I would use it with patients for all sorts of musculoskeletal things, but I wanted to also tie it into my pelvic floor work because the, as I talked about in a previous podcast, the orofacial opening and the pelvic floor are connected. They're connected via fascial um, patterns, fascial trains, and they're also connected via an embryological connection. So when we're developing as an embryo about day 15, we have two little depressions in the embryo, one for your mouth, the jaw opening, and then one for your um, pelvic floor area and as you develop and as you grow those two areas separate because your spine is growing in between but they are still connected um, one another way we can see that connection is by if you're having trouble engaging your pelvic floor or relaxing your pelvic floor I'll sometimes have people suck on their thumb and then blow on their thumb when you suck on your thumb, your pelvic floor will engage slightly and lift. And when you blow on your thumb, you'll feel it drop. Not everyone retains that reflex, but a lot of people do. So you can try that. Blow on the thumb, feel it drop. Suck on the thumb, feel it lift. And that's not just for women, men and women. 
develop exactly the same way embryologically and there is a connection for both. So that's why when you're nursing a baby, they're not going to go to the bathroom while they're nursing because they're sucking and their sucking reflex prevents that because it's engaging the pelvic floor. Um, with the fascial connection um, from one place to the other, we've got the tongue um, fascially connected to the sternocleidomastoid, a very long word of a muscle, but basically it goes from your sternum, sterno, clido, clavicle, your collarbone, to the mastoid, way up at the top behind the ear and jaw. So when you turn your head and lift it, you're going to see that muscle pop out. When you contract both sides of those, the right and the left SEM muscles, you get that forward shift of the head. And so there, the tongue is fascially connected there, and it's fascially connected to the strap muscles of the neck, so the musculature at the front of the neck. And then, as we said before with the anatomy trains, it goes down connecting into your diaphragm, your breathing muscle, uh, and then it's connected to your hip flexors, to your pelvic floor, to your inner thigh, all the way down to your um, a muscle in your shin, behind your shin, and then into the foot. So that's why we see that connection, foot issues, pelvic floor issues, jaw issues, they are all can be connected even though they seem like they are not remotely related to one another, but they can be. So with the tongue, some other important things that, that go on with the tongue that we probably don't think about is that it is made up of a lot of muscles and it is important for it to be strong and work well because it also has a lot of lymph tissue in it. So if you've heard me talk about lymph before, if lymph is stagnant, it's going to leave you inflamed. So if you feel like you have a swollen tongue or um, puffiness to it, you've, uh, you're, that would be swollen lymph tissue and it's a stagnation of the lymph fluid. So it's not draining properly. And where that lymph fluid should flow into are these glands underneath the jaw line and different parts of the tongue drain into different areas and then go, you know, filter down and through the neck, headed towards these main trunks right at the collarbone that are the main highway for how your lymph flows. So if this is getting stagnant in the tongue, it's gonna, you know, directly affect how the flow of lymph fluid is in your neck, into your collarbone, behind your collarbone, and affect how our neck feels in a very profound way. Another cool thing with the tongue is that the tongue placement that I talked about earlier with it being pressed to the front of the, of the teeth, so it's hitting more of your hard palate, when it does that, because of its nerve innervation, it is going to make us more in the fight or flight mode of our nervous system. And when we draw the tongue up and back along the more the soft palate, 
that is going to help us switch into that rest and restore um, mode of your nervous system. So very important in healing and those kind of things because it's very hard to heal and rest when we are in fight or flight. So if it's something as easy that was as moving your tongue placement to help facilitate that switch from fight or flight to rest and restore, I think it would be a no-brainer to start incorporating that into your day-to-day. So something super easy that you can do that you can kind of, now that you've heard it, now that you know it, you're probably going to notice throughout the day, oh, my tongue is really pushing against my teeth and I need to draw it up and back. And, you know, it's a muscle like any other. So if it's new to you and you haven't done it, it's going to fatigue quickly and you'll just have to slowly build that muscle memory and that um, strength in your tongue to make it be more... Um, healthy. Another thing about the tongue is that it would be very hard to have that proper tongue placement with being a mouth breather. And, you know, we want the tongue up to the roof of the mouth and back towards the soft palate. And that really wouldn't be possible with having your mouth open and being in a mouth breathing state. And there are other reasons for wanting to use nose breathing instead of mouth breathing. Nose breathing helps to, you know, filter the air, keep you healthier. It uh, moistens the air as it comes in. It facilitates inhalation of nitric oxide, which is a vasodilator and helps transport oxygen throughout the body. It also helps you engage your diaphragm. And if you've watched any of my other podcasts, we love breath work and we love helping to engage the diaphragm. It helps with course core work. It helps with stabilization of, stabilization of the spine. It ties right into our hip flexors and our pelvic floor. It also helps to stimulate the vagus nerve. Another interesting point there is the, the vagus nerve, which is that, um, switch from parasympathetic to sympathetic and back and forth um, is that vagus nerve stimulation and we can get that through diaphragmatic breathing. There's also a vagus nerve branch that innervates the tongue so there is a connection there as well. Um, but there, so those are the, some of the other reasons why nasal breathing would definitely be something we want to shoot for. And people go as far as taping their mouth shut when they're doing certain athletic activities to kind of train that in and tape their mouth shut when they're sleeping. Um, it sounds super crazy and I thought it was crazy to try myself at first, but it made a difference for me for quality of sleep and it's something that's super easy to do. Um, some people say that they can't breathe through their nose because of, you know, broken nose or deviated septum or that type of thing. But I think a complete blockage of your nose, nasal pathway, is very rare and you probably can breathe through your nose a lot better than you think you can if you train it and you practice it and you work on it. Uh, so I encourage you to, 
if that is where you're at or you just find it's difficult to breathe through your nose, I encourage you to practice it because it is a skill that you can work on and make better. Um, and it will help with your tongue connection and we know that the head goes where the tongue goes and it can definitely affect the whole chain all the way down. And I'm talking all the way down to your feet because if your tongue's forward, pushing your head forward, that shifts our body forward. And then our calves, hamstrings are clinging to, tightening on to keep us from falling forward. It's gonna put a lot of tension on the, our heel bone and can irritate our plantar fascia. So your plantar fasciitis, could, you could go down the rabbit hole and connect it all the way back to your tongue pushing on the front of your teeth, tipping you forward and causing strain down that entire back chain of your body. So there are a lot of different obscure connections that can definitely be holding you back from rehabbing an issue if you don't check all the different areas. So that is a little spiel on the tongue and how important it is and some really easy things that's not going to cost you any time to your day because I know everyone is super busy and it's hard to do a lot of extra time in your day to do exercises and that kind of thing so simply be more mindful of where your tongue's placed at throughout the day bring it up and back and then try to breathe through your nose and you'll probably see some some changes there and you can also i would in, invite you and encourage you to take a look at your tongue see if it has um, a coating on it if it's got like a whitish coating if it what color is your tongue um, if it's purplish it's an indicator of inflammation and if you have teeth marks in it it has a, it's an indicator of some weakness in the muscles so there are a few different things you can look for on your tongue to see if there's something you need to work on so all very interesting stuff and not too hard to tackle so if you have any questions let me know i'd be happy to answer them I look forward to working with you guys. And if you have any topics that you'd like discussed, make sure to comment below and let me know because I'd be happy to share all the knowledge that I have on those issues.